Coming soon to a city near you, Vinitaly Roadshow. Have you ever wondered how to attend Vinitaly for free? Are you a wine trade professional interested in a sponsored trip to Vinitaly International Academy or Vinitaly, the wine and spirits exhibition? Coming soon to Princeton, New Jersey, Harlem, New York, and Chinatown in New York City, Cardiff in Wales, London in England, and Roost in Austria. We'll be giving away our new textbook, Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. Find out more about these exciting events and for details on how to attend go to liveshop.vinitaly.com limited spots available sign up now we'll see you soon welcome to another episode of on the road edition hosted by stevie kim each week she travels to incredible wine destinations interviewing some of the italian wine scene's most interesting personalities talking about wines the foods as well as the incredible travel destinations Hello, my name is Stevie Kim and welcome to Italian Wine Podcast on the road edition. And we are back to one of our favorite regions. Of course, it's Tuscany. And today in particular, we're in the area of Chianti. It's between actually Arezzo and Florence. And we are here, the historic estate of Sette Ponti. And they have two additional states, two other states in Tuscany, which we'll talk about. Today, we are going to be mostly talking to the two siblings, the two brothers. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao, sì. Ciao. Ciao, buongiorno. Buongiorno. I guess, Alberto, why don't you tell us about three generations? It really started with another person named Alberto. Ah, yeah. So I think it's appropriate that you start and give us an overview of... With the same name. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Alberto is the first generation, thanks to our architect, uh, grandfather, that his name was Alberto Moretti Cusin. And uh, he fell in love for Tenuta Sette Ponti, and he bought, he purchased um, uh, Tenuta Sette Ponti in 1950. So second generation was born in this country house and we were born in Tenuta Sette Ponti. So Alberto was your grandfather. How did the wine estate start? Our grandfather uh, fell in love from this place and um, he purchased in in that that moment. uh, And when he purchased, he decided that he was like having an overview of country. Overview was love for wine, obviously, love of olive to have a great olive oil because he was crazy also for food he, he was completely uh, in love for everything was like staying together with the family around the table appreciate the good thing that our Tuscany country house can give so alberto how long have you started in the wine business when did you join the wine company I have two answers of this. In terms of really starting and joining the company 2016, in terms of uh, growing up in uh, a wine company, I can say that since a young time, because our father always talk and discuss about wine with us and, and say, okay, try this and that, what do you think? So uh, until I could uh, uh, try wine, so here in Italy we can since uh, the 18 years old. So, so relatively new. In fact, you know, when I Google, you know, your name, sometimes I see names like 
Lady Gaga or Elton John next to your name. And why is that? This is your previous life, right? Because we have a part of business in fashion and, um, and in shoes. At that time, I was on, um, on this brand with my name and I have the opportunity to, to sell some particular shoes to Elton John. And then I have the opportunity to design the shoes for Lady Gaga because she had to launch his own uh, perfume and um, she gave this challenge to some designer and, and in the end I was lucky that she chose my shoes. Alberto, your grandfather, started the, the wine business, if you will, right? They stayed, he started it, right? Yeah, and with Sangiovese. With Sangiovese. And then your dad, his name is Antonio, all of a sudden he decided to go full force with starting your own wine estate, right? With wine labels. What my father realized is that the area was giving like very good quality wine. So there was like this huge trend at end of the 80s, beginning of 90s of experimenting new variety, international variety, you know, you know the, the phenomenal of a super Tuscan. And so he wanted to see if Tenuta Sette Ponti was a great terroir for a Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc and Petit Verdot and see what's going on. So he started beginning of the 90s to plant in these varieties. And the first uh, Crognolo came out in 1998. And then we have first Vintage of Oreno in 1999. He really had this dream to do like a very good quality international wine in an area where back in time there was no any of these international grape varieties. It was only mainly Sangiovese in this area. So yesterday we went to Ponte Brioni and that is one of part of the seven bridges. bridges yeah. And it, in, in fact, your name of your company is Sette Ponte. Exactly. Do, do you want to tell us a little bit about the meaning behind Sette Ponte? Why we have this name? Because we are just in the middle of this very old road. The road used to connect Florence to Arezzo, and it's actually a road that is dated back like 1,000 years ago. So it's a, it was very important back in time, and it still is today because it's the main road. And uh, these seven bridges that were crossing actually the river Arno for a seven time, of course. And uh, we have like the best cap, which is very close to our vineyards. It's called Ponte Buriano. And uh, it's actually famous because it was painted. And tell us why it's famous. <laughs> you studied Wikipedia, so tell me exactly. why it's famous. Wikipedia says that it was very famous. No, because it's actually painted, it's where Leonardo da Vinci got like the backgrounds of the Mona Lisa. So if you go to Louvre, unfortunately, in Paris, <laughs> because it's there, Mona Lisa, and you notice in the background, we have this beautiful bridge and the river. So what is your signature wine for, for Sette Ponti? For me, Oreno. No, not for you. Uh, for you, Oreno. So, for so me, Oreno. Yeah. And, for, uh, and for the other, Oreno, too. Yeah. But your dad... Even for, even for my, even for, even. We can talk about him, he's yeah, not here. For my dad, that is uh, the person that in the last uh, over, almost 30 years, sorry, almost 30 years of wine father, are all kids for him, no? All his kids. So yeah. obviously when we ask to him, it's very difficult to have an answer because he, each time that he try and he's going to close one wine, he's in love for that wine. And then arrive the other, like arrive another child, uh, and now, 
is looking and is focused on that one. So for him, it's, it's a, the, the, the quest probably will be much more difficult. So Oreno is just for our audience who are less familiar with your wines. It is your super Tuscan wine. And in a way, it does exemplify uh, your, your wine estate and that it does characterize, and perhaps you know the the success behind Sette Ponti is exactly Oreno. You have you have also another wine, uh, uh, which is Crognolo. Yes, and Crognolo, it's like I use uh, another time my father's expression. He always loved to say, "Our contemporary Sangiovese." For two reasons. First reason because it's a Sangiovese that uh, have to be more like drinkable and easy to drink. If we compare to the old, very old style of Sangiovese when they were born. And plus, because from our historical uh, Sangiovese clone, we create the new clone of Crognolo. Over these, we have a little smooth touch of our fantastic Merlot, that give this like um, velvet uh, aspect and touch. Are you enjoying this podcast? There is so much more high quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco and other stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. The Merlot is like 10%, I can't remember. Can be maximum at 10%, but from five to 10. Five depends, to 10. depends the vintage, yes. So your dad, however, has a special, he, he, he has a special, I would say, love for another wine, which is called Vigni d'Impero. It's a smaller production. Very small production. Yeah, but it's very because, significant for him. Yeah, and it's very, very important to him. First of all, I think because it's uh, the reason why my grandfather fell in love with the Vitenuta Sette Ponti. Because when we came here for the first time, he immediately saw this beautiful vineyard that was planted in 1935 by the Italian royal family. Because Tenuta Sette Ponti was owned by Savoia Osta, <laughs> who back in time were the Italian royal family. And it's, uh, we kept these beautiful old vines. And from these vines, we create all the clone and the Selezione Massale. And we replanted all the Sangiovese that we have in the state. So Vigna dell'Impero is a very small production, around 6,000, 7,000 bottles. And it only comes from these three hectares of very old vines. And I remember when we did the presentation for the first time in 2012, like my father was almost at tears because he remembered his father's. Mm -hmm. And he said that he basically did this wine remembering his, his father. And then you have another wine, a new wine, and it's called Sette. I, and I originally thought Sette was because it's called Sette Ponti, no, but no, it's no, not no, no. because of that, no, Seven, no, and it's a new wine, and tell us about the new it wine. It will be actually released for the first time in October, mm -hmm. so um, we're very excited about it. Sette is called Sette because in Tenuta Sette Ponti we have seven Merlot parcels, each located in, every dif in different locations and they have their own uh, peculiarities. Mm -hmm. But every vintage, we will select 
two, maximum three of those, of these seven, and we make 100% Merlot coming from only two or three parcels. So this is a new project. A new and why project. Merlot? Merlot, because considering Oreno is more than 50% of Merlot, mm -hmm. so we really have a good quality Merlot here. The terroir and the soil is very good for Merlot. It's also good for Sangiovese, which needs a completely different terroir from Merlot because Merlot needs argilla and um, Sangiovese needs more galestro, which is the white clay. It, what is very special here is that we have both this kind of soil, which gives a great quality wine. And Merlot, that goes always, been, always went to Oreno, we wanted to show how good is the Merlot here. And that's the, the best way is doing like 100% Merlot. If you were to um, describe your personality with one of the labels from Sette Ponte, which one it would I it be? I think I would go for, uh, for Oreno. But not because like it's a very important and high-end wine, but because over the time it has been like consistency, like a good quality is always like... You think you're consistently there. good? Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> but like, no, I like to be perseverant on something, you know what I mean? Like persevering, yeah, you know, like I love, uh, I also love running. I did marathon, ultra marathon, and this helped me a lot to have like a kind of... Uh, a discipline. Discipline, yeah. yes. What about you, Alberto? Unfortunately, I have to say, they, I have to give you the same answer. For me, it's uh, Oreno 100%, and, but even for many reasons, but obviously it's because it's, for me, every year is wow. Yeah. So I have to be, I love to have an emotion, strong right. emotion. Now, you know, I would like to move on to um, other estates because you do have two additional estates. They're fairly new compared to Sette Ponti in Tuscany. Would you like to tell us about that, Alberto? Yesterday we went to Marema, for example. Tell us where Marema is for, for our Obviously, our it's, it's Marema, it's a big part of Tuscany very close to the sea and where we were yesterday we were at almost this south part of uh, Maremma and where we are based it's Maiano in Toscana so in this beautiful high hill so we were up above this place that was like very strong and very powerful um, energy from uh, the real Maremma. Poggialupo because means uh, like uh, in this top of couple of hills over there, we think for sure last century or at the start of the last century were uh, wolves mm -hmm. because lupo means wolf in English. And what, what wines are you producing there? We produce Poggio al Lupo. Mm -hmm. That is the name of the winery. And with the name of the winery, we have three different. Let's start with our famous uh, Cab, Cab Cabernet Sauvignon, 100%. And then we have, uh, typically from that area, there is a kind of Sangiovese, and we call Morellino di Scansano. Right, which is the DSC, is a, which is the... Yes, right. thank you. Yes, it's the DSC of the area. Plus a lovely Vermentino on the different parts of the land that yesterday we have the pleasure to see. So one part with a chalky white soil, very mineral and really very white. Moving on the other side of uh, the hill, we can see this very iron red chalky soil of uh, um, clay for the red Cabernet 
that you see, Cabernet Sauvignon. And next to that, we are waiting for the Cabernet Franc. And also the Vermentino, it had a special type of training, right? Vine training. Yesterday we saw, and it's very interesting, this uh, new system that thanks to uh, Schuster, we activate what they call... Who is Schuster? I think it's one of the king uh, in the world in terms of uh, making an uh, agronomist for wine on the ground. We used to cross the part of leaves, even if the cordon is the same system, but when the leaves goes up, we cross and we make like a Y. And I say, why, why, why this? To give more sun to the leaves. And yesterday we said, wow, but yeah, it's full of sun. We don't yeah, need it's sun. very sunny. And they say that it's a way to give better the sun to the open leaves as much as possible to get in. And this helps quality, but even more, the quality with a good balance of production to produce maybe more. But let's say it's a very like a handmade artisanal way. Okay, and then last thing before you go, you brought us to the convent and bello. you gave us, and bello, bello, and then you gave us uh, kind of the inside. You, first of all, we discovered how to say Giglio in English. Um, is... Yes, it's, it's a beautiful flower that we saw on the top of the column. Right. Obviously, there is many sense of the flower, especially in, uh, in Florence and where we live in Tuscany, especially from the Renaissance period. But Giglio, this flower, is it's linked to your winery, Poggialupo. Completely, because from there, uh, when my, my father went to see, they, they get, take him, because it's really a beautiful convent, in the middle of a piece of country on the top of the hill. So when you're right there and you see this colon, you're, 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 still, you're, you're like shocked about how, be how beautiful art. And then he saw these fantastic, beautiful details of this flower on the top of the column. He said, okay, this will, will work and will be our logo of all the wine of Poggio Lupo. Listen, Alberto, I'm going to let you go, and then I will continue with Amadeo, with Orma. Okay? Okay, goodbye. Thank you. Okay, I don't want you That's to miss your plane. Okay. Thank you. joining us on another installment of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Join her again next week for more interesting content in the Italian wine scene. You can also find us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. You can also check out our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, to watch these interviews and the footage captured of each location. Chin chin!